0: Welcome to Wise-ish with Dr. Kavita San. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you all the tools that I learned over the last 10 plus years to be able to go from feeling overwhelmed emotionally and struggling in my relationships to now being able to have emotional maturity, steadiness, and thriving relationships and to be able to set and achieve big goals. It took me a long time and a lot of time and tribulation to get to this point. And my goal in sharing this podcast is to hopefully shorten your time gap to get to where you want to go. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Yo, what's up? Oh my gosh, day five of getting unstuck. This episode today is going to blow your mind. I'm going to bring it all together for you. And you will have this wisdom that is a collapsing of decades and decades of Eastern and Western, the best of Western science and the best of Eastern wisdom is in this five-step process. Like, I cannot believe that I'm just handing this to you. I wish somebody had handed it to me many years ago. I'm so glad you are getting to know this and getting to experience practicing this right now. Just, it just blows my mind, makes me so happy. So, awesome, my friends, day five. Today, like I said, we're gonna bring it all together. We're gonna go through an example and we're gonna tie it all together so you know exactly how to use it in any situation that comes up for you. Anything, maybe a relationship, a situation, a partnership at work, whether you should change jobs or not, whether you should start your side gig or not, when you get procrastinating, or self-sabotaging, or self-doubting with any goals that you have, literally with anything, you can use this, okay? All right, so quick um, summary. Day one, we looked at all the different thoughts and feelings and sensations and memories and images and all the mess and chatter in our heads is not a problem. It's a sign that you're alive and you're human. Day two, we experienced in real time that we are not that brain chatter. We are actually pure awareness, right? That's the seat of your wisdom. Day three, we looked at the bus metaphor and how to stay in the bus driver's seat so that you can be the wise mind, the person that is driving the bus, rather than getting caught up and entangled and pushing and pulling against the passengers day four we talked about and really examined using curiosity right we used the hmm what's happening in my bus the hmm mantra as i like to call it and we used the tool of noticing and saying that's okay right okay so today we're gonna finish and sort of complete the loop here now Anything that we do as human beings, my friends, it is in an effort to feel something or to get away from some other feeling. Right. Everything that we do is because we want to feel something or we want to stop feeling this other thing. So even though there's a lot of passengers on our bus, it's the feeling passengers that really get us. Right. All the thoughts and memories and images. They all channel towards the feeling passengers because the feeling passengers are the powerful ones that really make us or give us urges to do this or that. And I want to tell you something about feelings. Feelings are just sensations in your body. Okay, let me tell you what I mean. Let's say an alien came down from wherever aliens live okay, <laughs> out of space somewhere, came down in front of you and you had to explain to them what anger felt like, okay, they've never felt anger before and they're curious, they're saying, what is this thing called anger, what, is that, what does that mean, right? You would have to explain it as a series of body sensations, correct? because they haven't lived here. They don't know what it means to be stuck in a traffic jam or to you know, lose a promotion that you've been looking forward to or to have a big argument with your husband. They don't know these things. They don't live the human life. So the only way to explain that emotion would be to say, well, it feels like a lump in your throat and it feels like you know there's, there's water in your eyes that you can't quite control and you're trying to swallow, but the, the lump won't go away, right? And there's this whirling sensation in your stomach, and you feel like you need to go to the bathroom, right? Whatever it is, you would have to explain it as a sensation, because here's the thing. Most animals feel at least the primary emotions, okay? Most animals feel fear and anger and uh, relaxation and all these things but only human beings have language for those sensations. And that's a good thing because it gives us a shorthand, but it's also a bad thing because we use language to stay stuck in our heads and we forget that it's just shorthand for sensations in our body. Right? Now, whenever you are stuck with any situation, you find your mind wandering and ruminating and pushing and pulling in quicksand, you can bet your bottom dollar that there is some feeling, some sensation, that you are resisting or trying to change or run away from. And so one of the most important skills that any human being can ever master, or practice rather, is to be able to label those sensations in your body. Okay. Now you might mess behind him or her or vice versa. Maybe you like to be relaxed and your spouse likes to have everything be clean and spick and span. Or maybe you guys argue about money or maybe you have different views about parenting, whatever it is. Let's say you just had an argument about that same thing, right? With your spouse. And you're feeling all these feelings. You're having all these thoughts and you're having all these feelings and you're having all these urges and memories and images. And the passengers in your bus are just loud, right? That happens. It happens to all of us sometimes. Maybe it's a situation with your boss. Maybe it's a situation with your sister or your mom, right? Different passengers, but still mix of loving feelings towards this person that might be quieter right after a conflict and the louder passengers are the anger and the judgment and the resentment and the blame and the anxiety and the overwhelm and the fear and everything else those passengers are really loud cool okay that's the human experience now we've already talked about you know knowing that none of that is a problem we talked about how you are not any of the passengers. You are pure awareness. We talked about how to get into pure awareness using the, hmm, what's happening in my bus right now? Mantra and noticing and labeling, actually using the language of ah, I notice the passenger, the thought there. I notice the feeling off. I notice the urge here too. Right? Now what I want you to do and say actually saying that's okay, and that's okay. Now what I'd like you to do is to notice the feeling passengers and locate them in your body. So maybe the overwhelming feelings in that moment are anger and anxiety, let's just say, okay? I want you to locate what does anger actually feel like in my body? Remember, they're just sensations. So maybe it feels like uh, tightness in your chest or heat. In your muscles or a clenched fist or um, tears that you're trying to blink back. Maybe anxiety feels like a fluttering and a fast heartbeat. Maybe it feels like a slick sweatiness, right? Maybe it feels like queasiness in your stomach. Whatever it is, locate it. Now sometimes People, clients that I work with, sometimes they are so disconnected from their bodies and I know how that feels. I was there for many, many years that they will tell me, I don't know what I feel. I can't feel anything in my body. My body just feels numb. Okay. And I want to tell you that's okay. Even numbness is a sensation. Use whatever your body is able to give you in that moment. So if all you feel is numb, Ask yourself, where do I feel this numbness? Where is the numbness strongest? And start there, right? Remember, we're not judging. We don't want to go off into, oh my God, why am I so disconnected? Why can't I feel anything in my body? Oh, I should go to more yoga classes. Why do I stop and start this yoga? (laughs) That's more pushing and pulling, and now you are debating with that sensation and that thought, and you're going, back to quicksand you don't need to judge it just say okay that's what I can sense right now is numbness right cool I'll start there start with what you got pick a sensation that feels the strongest whatever feeling is the strongest wherever it feels strongest in your body that's great start there and make lots of room for it imagine let's say that You're feeling anger the most and let's say the anger feels like a tightness in your chest. That's the strongest uh, point where you feel the sensation of anger in your body at that moment. Perfect. Now, imagine your chest holding that sensation and you imagine breathing into that space and making lots of room for that sensation. It's almost like a, a room inside your body that you are going in and opening all the doors and windows and shutters and allowing fresh air and light to enter that space. You're not going into that room to try to get rid of the anger. You're actually allowing the anger to sit there in that room. You're just going in to open the windows and doors and give that anger lots of fresh space and light to be okay and i want you to imagine doing that and making lots of space and telling yourself this is how anger feels right now in my body i can make lots of room for this i have a lot of room for this i can let this be This is how anxiety feels right now in my body. I can breathe and make lots of room for this. I have lots of room for this sensation of disappointment. That's how disappointment feels right now in my body. That's okay. I can breathe and make lots of room for this. I can let this be. When the bus stop comes for my disappointment it will get down on its own when my anger comes to its bus stop it will get down on its own right now this is how it feels in my body and i can make lots of room for it to be it will get down when the time comes okay Really important to learn this step. Lots and lots of people I see, they, they notice the passengers and then they want to get rid of them immediately, right? Because we feel uncomfortable. We feel uncomfortable noticing, oh yeah, I'm having this thought and this feeling, ah, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want those passengers. I want to think positive thoughts. Here's the thing. If you are so determined to try to get rid of that passenger, You are already in quicksand. You're already pushing and pulling. You're grabbing onto the hand of that passenger and trying to drag it out the bus. You're already out of your wisdom seat. You've already lost any emotional freedom in that moment. So the point is not to get rid of. The point is to know that it is just a sensation. Locate that sensation. Make lots of room for it. And tell yourself, ah, this is how this X feeling feels right now in my body. Right here, it's it's in my stomach. It feels like queasiness. It feels like tightness in my chest. I can breathe and make lots of room for it. It will get down when it's ready. Okay? And then, only when you do that, and you truly, truly let go of trying to control it, okay? If you are saying, you know, it will get down when it's ready, I can make lots of room for it, and then you go, is it better yet? Has it gone away yet? Did that work? You're doing it wrong, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Don't trick yourself. You can't trick yourself to be in wisdom. You've actually got to truly allow that sensation to be and to be okay with that and to say, yeah, that's that's what it feels like right now. And I'm okay with that. I can make lots of room for this. It will get down when it's ready. Not when I want it to, not when I try to convince it to, not when I try to, you know, wink, wink, <laughs> trick it into getting down, but when the sensation is done it will leave and truly let go of trying to control it it's kind of like holding onto a rope the best way to stop the tug-of-war is to just simply drop the rope right so you drop the struggle notice it label it it doesn't mean dropping the struggle doesn't mean running away and, you know, trying to make yourself feel better by taking a bubble bath or distracting yourself. I'm not saying distraction is wrong. Not at all. It's a great tool. However, if you're doing it to try to always run away from not feeling a sensation, you will always be a victim to those sensations. Okay. it's. I think of trying to get rid of a sensation as trying to hold a beach ball under the water, right? It takes a lot of energy and concentration and focus to keep a beach ball under the water. You might look calm and peaceful, but you are actually fully focused and spending a lot of energy keeping that beach ball down. The minute you let go, it will rebound like crazy. So the goal is not to try to get rid of, the goal is to truly allow the beach ball to be. Let it be in in your vision, eyesight. Let it be bouncing around on top of the the water. Just let it be. And then we want to ask ourselves only when we truly have let go and labeled it and made lots of room for it, And drop the rope. Then we ask ourselves, I am willing to allow this sensation to be, now what can I do to help myself in this moment? What can I do in this moment to help myself a little bit? Okay? now this helping myself what can i do to help myself is not what can i do to feel less angry it is purely what can i do to help myself so that i can reduce the suffering while allowing the anger to just be so for example yesterday we talked about You know, let's say I'm going to a meeting and I've been preparing preparing for this for a while and I'm driving up there and I get, you know, caught in a traffic jam or I have to brake suddenly because a car in front of me hit the brakes all of a sudden and I spill coffee on myself and all of that, right? So I go through this process. In the end, I notice that the strongest sensation is a sensation of uh, anxiety, let's say, and I notice it in the pit of my stomach, okay? So I might say, ah, it feels like a bouncy ball and sort of a whirlpool in the pit of my stomach. Okay. This is how anxiety feels right now in my body. It's just one of the passengers. It is just a sensation. I can make lots of room for it. And I breathe and imagine myself opening all the windows and doors in the pit of my stomach and making lots of space. And I tell myself, This sensation will get down when its bus stop comes. When it's ready, it will complete and leave. Until then, this is how that sensation feels and I can make lots of room for it. And then, only then, I ask myself, what can I do right now to help myself? What is one thing I can do right now to help myself? Now, if I've truly let go of the struggle, my brain will be able to give me ideas. If I'm still in the, but it shouldn't have happened to me, and why is this happening to me, and how come I work so hard, and all this shit happens to me, and why can't, you know, this stupid town, I need to get out of this town. This town, the drivers are horrible, and they just break all the time, and they don't have any consideration for other people on the road. All of this, if I'm still in that, That means I am resisting the sensation of anxiety or disappointment, right? I'm resisting it, so I need to blame it on someone, and I'm caught up in the quicksand. If I'm still there, then the question of what I can do to help myself will not work. That's why it's really important to go through the process instead of just saying, okay, okay, what can I do to help myself, right? When you have gone through the process, I've outlined for you here. Once you know how to do this, the whole thing will take you maybe 5-10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe, at most. And then you ask yourself, what can I do to help myself? While I I allow this sensation, what can I do to help myself? Now my brain might say, oh there's a target on the way. Maybe I can drop in and pick up a shirt. Or, oh yeah, my friend works in the building. Maybe I can ask her to wear my shirt and I'll use her shirt for a sec for just the meeting, right? Or maybe I can just use humor and make a joke about it as soon as I enter my meeting so that we can all laugh about it and then we can move on. Maybe I can be vulnerable and tell them that I am learning how to do things without letting perfectionism get in the way and lo and behold, As I'm trying to learn this lesson, look, the universe gave me the perfect opportunity by spilling coffee on my shirt this morning. (laughs) And so me being here in this meeting and still going here to this meeting is my way of practicing resilience and vulnerability, right? All of these ideas can only come to me when I have stopped the resisting and the reacting. Now, which of these I choose depends on what is possible for me in the moment, how much time I have and what I want to do. I can pick any of those. There is no one perfect solution. All of these are available to me, right? But I tell you, I've done this over and over. I've taught this to hundreds of people. Your brain will not even give you these ideas if you don't go through this process first. So don't rush it. Take the 10 minutes it requires to go through becoming the observer, using the, hmm, what's happening in my bus mantra, noticing and labeling, and being willing to label the sensation, see where it is in your body, make space for it, and tell yourself, okay, this is how it feels in my body right now. That is okay. It will get down when it's ready. It's completely all right and make lots of room for it. Only then will the brain switch from survival mode and instead switch on your frontal lobe. And the frontal lobe is where creativity and flexibility and problem solving and new ideas come from. And to even access that, you need to go through this process. All right, so let's bring this all together. What if you wanted to use this to move towards a goal that you've been postponing or procrastinating on or self-sabotaging? Maybe you want to get in shape. Maybe you want to, you know, pitch an idea to your boss. Maybe you want to start your side gig, whatever it is. How do you use it there? Well, let me walk you through an example of how I helped a client with this just a couple of weeks ago, okay? My client, she's a physician, she's in her 40s, she has two young children, her spouse is also a physician, very busy household, and she wants to get into the habit of working out, okay? And she's got a lot of thoughts and feelings and memories and images about this because she's tried many times in the past and failed in her mind. She thinks they are all failures because she didn't sustain it, right? So in her mind, the minute she thinks about working out, all of these passengers get very loud, right? You've done this before, you're not disciplined, you can't do it, you have too much of a sweet tooth, you're too lazy, blah, 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 blah. And then all the accompanying feelings and memories, they're all loud and roaring in her, in her bus, okay? Now, first thing I asked her to do is to pick a small, measurable goal. It's got to be measurable, you guys. The reason being the brain loves vagueness. OK, if you are vague in your goals, it will only make the passengers louder. Right. So if she tells herself, oh, how can I be more disciplined and get fit? Notice how vague this goal is. Her brain and passengers will just have a field day with this. OK. So the first thing is to make it small and measurable. And what she picked was I want to go on a 10 minute walk and wake up early to do the 10 minute walk around my block tomorrow morning. Notice how small and measurable it is tomorrow morning. I want to go on a 10 minute walk. That's it. All right. So she picked that as her goal now to be able to make that work she would need to get up at 6 a.m., which means she needs to go to bed at 10 10 p.m., because she wants to get a good night's sleep. Cool. She decides all this, and then 10 p.m. rolls around. What happens? She's in the middle of watching, you know, something on Netflix, a juicy, juicy episode of The Queen Queen's Gambit, and her brain chatter starts up, right? Her ba- brain says, you know, you deserve to relax and the kids just finally fell asleep. And can't I even watch one episode of something that I like? And, you know, just this episode is not going to make or break my fitness, blah, blah, blah. And then the accompanying feelings of, um, you know, feeling like she is feeling deprived of something and all of these accompanying feelings and the urge to keep watching all of that happens. Now let's say she just goes along with it. She gets attached to these thoughts, feelings and and urges. She thinks that because she's thinking and feeling these things, they must be true. And so she convinces herself to keep watching the episode. Before she knows it, it's 11.30 p.m. She finally stumbles in bed and she falls asleep. Morning comes. The alarm rings at 6 a.m. She is startled out of a deep sleep and she immediately, even before she hits the snooze button, her mind is off to the races and her brain says, you know, you're exhausted and, you know, you have this presentation at work. You need to have a good night's sleep. And today is not the day to be starting something new. And remember, Johnny has a spelling test. He's going to be really anxious. And if you are not, you know, Calm and with it, you're not going to be able to help him get ready and out the door, which means you'll run late and this will happen and that'll happen and da 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 da. da today's not the day. And you know what? Why is it that you're always the one that needs to get Johnny ready and calm him before a spelling test and get ready? Why doesn't your spouse pull his or her weight and they never take part and they're always selfish and you should have married somebody else and blah blah blah, right? You know what, those, what that movie is in your brain. You know what those passengers are. It's the same passenger, same thoughts, same feelings, same urges, same stories, same memories. They all come roaring in her brain the minute she goes to snooze the alarm at 6am. Now, she could do one of two things. She could switch it off She could believe that because she's having those thoughts, feelings, sensations, and memories, then they must be true. And that's what she should do. And so she goes back to sleep. And she wakes up late and she rushes and she gets out the door and another day goes by where she hasn't done what she said she would do. And now she feels even worse about herself. She feels even less hopeful that she can keep her own word to herself. Right? Now, what if she knew this process that I've been teaching you guys over the last few days? What if she knew that all of those thoughts and sensations at 10 p.m. or the ones that come up at 6 a.m. in the morning, none of those are the problem. It's not a problem. Those same thoughts and feelings come up for the person who actually does get up and go for the 10 minute walk. They also are faced with the same, I mean, the details may be different, but the same loud thoughts, feelings, and uncomfortable sensations and all those stories that tell her that she should just hit snooze and go back to bed. The same things happen for her neighbor who actually manages to get up and go for the 10 minute walk because, it happens to every single person who is alive and who has a human brain, right? So, what if she knew none of that is a problem? Of course, it's going to come up. Of course, the passengers are going to be loud. And what if she says to herself, hmm, what's happening in my bus right now? Ah, I notice the usual feelings of X, Y, and Z. I notice the thought that and the sensation that. Thanks, brain. I got this. You're just trying to protect me. That makes sense. Thank you. I'm not going to analyze or debate or resist or blame or whatever. What is the big sensation, the feeling right now? The feeling is one of deprivation. Okay. Where am I feeling that? I'm feeling that in my solar plexus. Okay, cool. How does it feel? It feels heavy, like a, Ball of lead. Okay, I can make lots of room for this. It's just a passenger. It's just a sensation. This is how this sensation of deprivation usually feels in my body. It's totally okay. I can make lots of space for this. And she imagines herself going to the pit of her stomach, opening up all the windows and doors so this dusty, claustrophobic, dark room gets lots of light and air. And there's lots of space for this lead ball to just be and roll around for a little bit and she tells herself this is just a passenger this ball will get down when its bus stop comes i don't have to do anything with it it will finish its job or whatever it came for and it will leave when it's done i have lots of room for this sensation to be. And then she shifted her attention after doing that and really letting go of the struggle almost with uh, benevolent kindness. She smiled at that ball and said, you can be here. It's totally fine. And she asked herself, what is one thing I can do to help myself right now? Right? her brain might say, hey, maybe you can get a cup of coffee and sit by the window and really enjoy that cup of coffee without anyone being there, right, in the peace and quiet, which she never usually gets a moment of peace and quiet because of how busy her house is usually, her family is. So her brain might say, hey, go and enjoy a really yummy cup of coffee in peace and quiet looking out onto your backyard for a few minutes before you go for your walk. How wonderful would that be? Maybe her brain would say, oh, I should, you know, when I'm going for a a walk, maybe I can smell the flowers that are blooming, the daffodils that have bloomed in my front yard. I noticed that yesterday when I was pulling in after work. I'm going to stop and smell them and maybe pick a few and put it on a vase in a vase and uh, put it in my kitchen. I love fresh flowers. Notice that the brain is it will give you ideas because it, it actually has those ideas but usually we can't even access those ideas in our frontal lobe because the passengers are so loud and we make them louder and louder by pushing and pulling with them. So when we complete that and allow it to be and stay in the, pass- the bus driver's seat and look kindly and benevolently at the passenger knowing that you have lots of space for it and leave when it's ready and you focus on, what can I do? You focus on driving your bus. What can I do to help myself right now? That's when your brain will give you these ideas that can reduce your own suffering. That is how you take whatever is handed to you, whatever circumstance you find yourself in, and you can master it and use it to move toward the life that you want. Notice, that the next day when she wants to go for her 10 minute walk, the same stuff will come up. The details might be different. This time it might be, Oh, you know, I worked so hard to get out yesterday and you know, it was raining. And then I was drenched and I was late and I came back inside all drenched and it made a puddle in my kitchen and then I had to clean that up. You know what? You shouldn't go out today. Maybe do it on the weekends. (laughs) Right? New thoughts and new loud passengers will tell her all kinds of things. None of that is a problem. That's normal. Okay. So it's not a one-time thing. It is a perspective shift of learning how to get back into the wise driver's seat of your bus. Over and over again. The more you do it, sometimes people tell me, you know, at what point will I not feel these feelings? (laughs) The question itself is wrong, right? When you say, okay, how long do I have to do this so I don't have to feel these feelings anymore? My answer is when you're dead. Okay. (laughs) You will never not have human feelings, my friend, because you are human. Now the better question is, what can I do so that they can recede into the background? These feelings can be but they recede into the background. That is a smart question, and you can do that by doing this process that I've shown you over the last few days, because when you allow them to be and stay in the wise driver's seat, you can look forward, and when you're looking forward, the passengers in the background just recede into the background. They're still there, but they recede into the background. Right? How interesting is it that when you allow them to be in fully accepted, That's when they become whispers. That's when you actually feel them less by allowing them to be. That is a great paradox of this thing called the human experience. Okay. And because we are so used to analyzing stuff and problem solving stuff and thinking through what the pros and cons are, which is actually very, very useful in non-emotional situations, right? But we try to use the same thing with emotions and we get stuck in quicksand. So that my friends is the whole process. And there's lots more that I am going to teach you in the subsequent weeks and months and years really about how do you pick a goal? How do you uh, pick big goals? What if you're scared? How do you, uh, you know, what is the what we call the emotional freedom GPS and so many hundreds of other tools that I'm going to be teaching you. But this is kind of the crux. From which we are going to be building out our mastery and our skill set in the coming episodes, Okay, so right here, right now, I want you right after this podcast to pick up a piece of paper and a pen and think about any situation in your life that you feel stuck in right maybe it's because you want somebody or something to be different or maybe it's because you have a goal but you find yourself procrastinating doesn't matter anything that you are stuck in go through this five part process first pick a small measurable goal tiny measurable goal Second, notice all of the thoughts and feelings and sensations and urges that come up as soon as you try to move towards that goal. That's normal. That's just your brain trying to keep you inside the cave because it thinks that you're going to be eaten by a tiger, but you're not, remember, right? So that's what the brain is supposed to do. It's normal. It means you're alive. Use the, hmm, what's happening in my brain right now mantra. Notice, label, and write all those, I notice the thought of, I notice the feeling of. Write them all down. Get them out of your head using the curiosity tool and the hmm mantra. And for each one, write, and that's okay. And that's okay. Number four. Notice where the sensation, the strongest feeling, and where that sensation is in your body, and describe it. Ah, it's a sensation of anxiety. It's strongest in my um, muscles of my back. It feels like, you know, heat and it, it feels like uh, pebbles and it uh, feels rough to the touch and it changes shape. Whatever it is, just describe the sensation in your body. And then make lots of room for it and tell yourself, I have lots of room for this. This is how this feeling feels right now in my body. And I have lots and lots of room for it. It will get down when its bus stop comes. I am willing to have these feelings come along for the ride as I'm moving towards this goal. I'm willing. I'm not going to try to get rid of it. I don't need to debate it. I don't need to make sense of it. I don't need to, you know, make it better. I'm going to let it be. And then ask yourself, what is one thing I can do right now to help myself as i'm moving towards this goal what is one thing i can do right now to help myself reduce the suffering as i'm moving towards this goal all right my friends i would love to hear what did you pick as a goal and what was your experience doing this process please go try it out don't just think about it Okay. Your mind will tell you right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll, 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 I got it. You don't got it. Trust me when you actually try to put it into action in something that you are stuck in, that's when you will actually run against your first obstacles. That's when you will know which part is easy and which part is not for you. And that's where wisdom lies in you actually trying it, putting it to action. So don't just think about it. Don't just analyze it in your head. Don't just take notes in a journal. Go try it out. And then come and tell me in the comments how it went. All right, so this was a long episode because I wanted to tie it all in together. I love you guys. If you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe, and I will see you next Thursday for our next episode. I love you guys so much. And I can't wait to talk to you in a few days. Go try this out. See you soon. Bye. Hey, my friend, if you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you get notified when the next episode drops. And I will see you there. Have a great day. Bye.